0: orbiting at a distance of roughly 98 million miles is an utterly insignificant little blue green planet whose ape descended life forms are so amazingly primitive that they still think digital watches are a pretty neat idea. One Thursday, nearly 2,000 years after one man had been nailed to a tree for saying how great it would be to be nice to people for a change, a girl sitting on her own in a small cafe in Rixmansworth suddenly realized what it was that had been going wrong all this time and she finally knew how the world could be made a good and happy place. This time it was right. It would work and no one would have to get nailed to anything. Sadly, however, before she could get to a phone to tell anyone about it, a terrible, stupid catastrophe occurred, and the idea was lost forever. This is not her story, but it is the story of the terrible, stupid catastrophe and some of its consequences. you're listening to XP Hunter. Hey guys, and welcome back to another lively episode of XP Hunter. I am XP Hunter Lee, as you all know, and if you don't know, hey, thanks for joining me for the first time. Uh, So this podcast is really going to be dedicated to life, the universe and everything and you know, what does it all mean? Uh, And mostly when I say that, I mean, this podcast kind of follows a you know, getting out there, doing things with people, not just sitting and playing your games, you know, in your dark basement or, you know, in your very well-lit kitchen with your close niche of friends, but like going out and actually exploring games, whether it be tabletop, whether it be digital or console, PC, comics, and also books, anime, just any kind of creative work that helps you express yourself or, you know, live vicariously or just explore different facets of yourself. And today we're going to really focus on originality, right? So um, in the beginning of the episode, I I read a couple lines, uh, paraphrased lines from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, written by Douglas Adams, which is one of my favorite books of all time. And that's saying something because, you know, I'm, I want to say I'm picky, right? But I know what I like. And I really don't like exposition heavy stories. And the Hitchhiker's Guide is very much that. Like it has heavy narration and heavy heavy exposition between characters. And usually I don't like it, but the way that Douglas Adams writes, it's so you know, very British, right? It's very dry, but it's so dry that it it kind of falls into line of it's funny because they're so serious, right? <laughs> so What I like about his writing is that when he writes, he's kind of very matter-of-factly, even though everything he's saying is is basically nonsense, but originality, right? So the thing about it is there are not many writers like Douglas Adams, or um, also one of my favorite writers, Neil Gaiman. And the thing about it is that in today's day and age, you know, of social media and selfie and selfies in video games where they don't really belong... And it seems like originality is not the name of the game. It seems like everyone's kind of flocking toward uh, pre-existing ideas. And so, you know, you'll probably say, oh, well, there, okay, let's slow down. There are obviously a lot of different arguments that are vying for attention here, right? Right. So there is the side that says there are actually hundreds, probably thousands, probably millions because there are seven billion of us on the planet, but there are probably hundreds of thousands, at least, of creative people who are writing screenplays, who are writing stage plays, who are, uh, writing, uh, uh, video game scripts, who are, uh, dungeon masters and writing or even just writers for tabletop games where they write new campaigns and stories right there are tons of people out here writing and creating original work uh, with their imagination but then you have the other side where the kind of creative mediums that reach the most amount of people are controlled by a people who are not creatives they are paper pushers or you know people who are hell-bent on you know profit just sheer profit Um, and they, they reach the most amount of people. And so they, I guess we'll say don't take chances. So the argument here is, okay, we want, we are lacking a creative edge, right? So all the movies that are coming out recently are not original creative works. So, um, I know I've been seeing a lot, a lot of commercials on YouTube, uh, for what is it? Shaw and Hobbs, Hobbs and Shaw, whichever way it goes. But it's The Fast and Furious Presents Shaw and Hobbs. So these are reoccurring characters from a movie franchise that, God, should have died like a bunch years ago, but it's on like its eighth iteration and now ninth if you want to count this uh, offshoot. And so the thing is, it's like, okay, but these are not original characters. Like, I've seen them before. I kind of know what they're about. They're not giving me anything really new. This is just, you know, you're in a Zimmel action movie. So it's kind of frustrating. So, a lot of movies that are called classics that people love, Office Space, um Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which was has had like a few iterations, the radio version, there have been two movie versions, um uh, one for TV and one that was a major motion picture. Um The Matrix, I guess to some people called classic by now. Um The Dark Crystal even though god, that was a horrible movie, but like it has this following. People love it. Um, But the thing is, those stood out because they were so different. But the movies that are coming out now, like they just remade a live action version of Aladdin. And they just remade a live action of The Lion King that's going to be coming out um, sometime soon. And so the issue that I'm having is these are all stories that I already know. Irregardless if they look real. Because, you know, Aladdin, in the case of Aladdin and Lion King, those were animated shows uh, or movies originally. And now they're making them in... I don't know, real D, whatever. But the thing is, I already know that story. This is, um, I mean, it's still an original work, but it's something I've already seen. It's not challenging my belief. It's not introducing new characters or telling me something that I missed from the first story that was cut from the first time they made the story. And so for me, I just kind of feel like, you know, it, it really amounts to nothing. And even when it comes to, screenplays like or book publishers like people in the industry will tell you yeah we get thousands of scripts every year and I I will admit obviously every script is not going to be a winner right I mean as a creative you love your work but that doesn't mean every work you create is amazing but out of those thousands or hundreds maybe you can't tell me there's not one original idea for you to create and the thing is is that it's a little frustrating for people, for me personally, because I like what's new, what's different. So when they remade Alice in Wonderland, even though it was, it was a hot mess. I mean, there's a lot of, it was a good idea, poor execution, which could be said for a lot of movies. But I liked it because Alice in Wonderland is a dark story, right? We all know that all, almost all of the stories that Walt Disney uh, created that we, that people you know children born in a certain time so like basically the 80s we all grew up watching them right like Disney was the go-to to to sit your kid in front of to teach them values and you know about friendship and stuff and so when you when you get older and you learn that you know um, Sleeping Beauty was not awoken by Love's First Kiss with the prince she was actually raped by the prince who slept with her in her sleep and love's first kiss was the um her child you know one of her twin children that she had luckily she got to go through birth while she was unconscious but was like her child suckling at her breast right and so that's dark or uh who else um snow white ends up killing the wicked witch or whatever uh, and putting her feet in, like, these iron, hot iron shoes, or and all this, oh, it's just a whole thing. Like, all those stories are dark. And so when they make movies and show me what really happened instead of what, you know, oh, you know, rainbows and sunshine, I'm all about them. I'm Like, yeah, show me. It's like, yeah, we think that, you know, um, like, when Wicked, not Wicked, Wicked is a play, but Wicked, and then also, uh, I think it was called Oz, uh, and they show how much of just, oh, so many four-letter words that Glenda is, I'm like, that's real life. Because we assume, and we talked about Glenda before, right, guys? We assume that because Glenda, you know, she's all flouncy and she has that pretty poofy pink dress and she speaks so well and elegantly and slowly and she makes you feel warm and fuzzy. The thing is, is that that doesn't mean you can trust her. Literally, if someone's being too nice to you, I think that might be a cue that they're actually the bad guy. (laughs) Right? And that's very cynical. But in you know works of fiction that there are literally tropes that and archetypes that you can't really escape sadly and to me personally i think she does very much fit the archetype of like the betrayer like the person who stabs you in the back the person who is too good to be true literally xp hunter being an XP Hunter isn't all killing death claws, getting high scores, and swilling way too much Red Bull. It's also about getting out there and exploring the real world around you. This season, we're going questing in a big, big way. Conventions, guild meetups, and cosplay DIY. I'll be there doing and experiencing everything. Next time, I hope to see you IRL. You're listening to XP Hunter when they present it to you, you're like, "Mm, yes, that is a good story. And it adapts the work in a way that makes sense. It's not just a reissue of the same old thing. Um, And so there are two sides to the story, right? There's money. And so when you run a company, a business, you know, the whole point is to make money. And a lot of companies that produce comics, that produce um, video games, that produce movies, they're focused on, making money, right? Like, someone has to be worried about the money because money pays people. Money is how you feed yourself. Get that. But you have companies, and I say companies, I really mean, like, what, five? There are five companies who supply uh, the world in, I'll say, America, but also, by extension, the world. They provide for them what they would call entertainment or creative medium. And it sucks because so to make money, they can't or i won't say can't if you have a lot of money you have a lot to fall back on so you don't there's not really a lot of percussion right um repercussions so it's not like if marvel was like well you know we've been reusing these same superheroes for the last 80 years Hmm. let's launch a new superhero who it, it has no ties to any superheroes that are existing today let's bring in you know, to bring some good... Well, let's bring in one of the Muslim superheroes. And there are Muslim superheroes. They started, like, making comics um, in a lot of Arabic-speaking countries. And, like, that's super exciting. So, it's like, let's import a Muslim superhero into our... Or let's cl- collaborate. Let's collaborate with them and let's bring in a Muslim superhero to, like, join the Justice League. Right? And someone will say... Obviously, there will be a devil's advocate who will say, Oh, well, some of our readers might not read because they feel some type of way about muslims or um you know it's just uh oh, there are all sorts of arguments it's just like when uh captain america died and they made oh uh, they basically made the falcon take over for him and everyone was so upset like in real life and in the comic book people were like oh like how can he be captain america and you know i in my heart i want to believe that they're saying that because captain america is captain america and while his power set is not unique he himself is unique just like his leadership and you know his personality he he is semi-unique in and of himself right and I want to believe that it's not because Sam Wilson is black but okay, you know but okay we're gonna expend that so in order to make money they're like well we don't want to alienate these people we want to give them what we know they want but the issue is is that You know, it's like with little kids, right? And they're like, well, I only want um, chicken fingers and rice. And they eat that all the time. Chicken fingers and rice, chicken fingers and rice, and chicken fingers and rice. And because you don't want to hear the complaint, you just give them the chicken fingers and rice all the time. And you never put your foot down and say, nope, you got to eat a vegetable. Because if you don't eat a vegetable, then I don't know, you're going to get scurvy or you're going to, you know, get some vitamin deficiency. And then that's more trouble for the both of us than we both need. Uh, and so instead of doing that, you just always feed them the chicken figures and rice. And so they grow up malnourished because they're not getting any vitamins um, that they really need. And so that's, I feel like, how companies that are just focused on making money, even if they do something, you know, out of left court and it doesn't do as well as they want it to, which means it makes millions of dollars. Not that it it's not bad, but the thing is their whole company is not going to collapse versus someone uh, who's doing an independent film or... Uh video game or something like that, where it's like this is like their shot, they're shooting their shot here, and if it fails, then their whole company could collapse or you know, something like that. And so taking chances or doing something that's out of left field, I think is what uh builds creativity. And so this also goes into uh, my whole argument that a couple years ago, um borders closed a couple years, a lot of years ago, borders closed, you know, may, the gods, bless its corporate soul. Um, but it was one of my favorite bookstores. But it closed. And shortly after, the CEO of Barnes and Nobles, which sells books, said that physical books were dead. And I was just, I was so offended. I wanted to write him a very strongly worded letter because I love physical books. And to be honest, like technology is great. Kindles are great. I have a Kindle Fire myself. But what happens if for whatever reason, the grid goes down or a giant EMP is, uh, or nuclear weapon is detonated above America and we can't use any of our stuff. All that knowledge, whether it was fiction or nonfiction or how-to, whatever, it's all lost if it all goes digital and we have no other physical copies other than the physical copy that exists at the Library of Congress. Um, That's ridiculous to me. That sounds kind of crazy. And so I think with the addition of technology, um, we're kind of, we're kind of regressing here, um, because instead of becoming more creative, instead of reading more, whether it's physical or digital, or whether it's flexing our creative muscles by reading a murder mystery, and a good murder mystery, where you actually have to think about what's happening, or who's there, who's not there, and the way that the, the writer is writing, um, when you take those things away from people it kind of lessens what they're looking for right so you the the company that wants to make money is saying well we're giving <clears throat> we're giving people what they want right but the thing is that people really don't know what they want and they keep <laughs> eating this regurgitated story over and over again because they're not being presented with anything else so they have very low expectations and there's obviously a subset of people who you know they go to art museums and they do stuff like that and uh they kind of know better but for your average person they're if you're not exposed or if you're not predisposed to go out and find the other the different stuff then you're create you, you just <laughs> lack creativity and i think that companies kind of um encourage that lack of creativity because it makes it easier for them to get money from people but i mean at a certain point even now it's like it's just kind of lazy like a lot of uh youtubers are kind of like oh it's like batman versus superman everyone's like oh this movie's gonna be great and the premise of it is great right i mean there's been comics about it i mean this is based on a comic but their execution of something that could have made them billions of dollars rightfully so turned out really bad I mean they still made a lot of money because people were like well I'll give it the benefit of the doubt and they went and they saw the movie so they got that money because there was I mean you can't make a judgment on something unless you've seen it although I did I didn't go I didn't pay money to see that I was like no thank you they did it and they literally just kind of jammed a bunch of stuff into a story and this is so silly because obviously everyone knows that DC and Marvel are trying to compete or I say that DC is trying to compete with Marvel because Marvel kind of has the formula down pack but you know they just took the route of trying to draw in as many people as possible versus being creative right so not only is this story arc already a published story as a comic which they could have followed it I mean not book by book right because there are probably like a million um a million i say there were probably like 10 12 uh this story arc probably co- covers 10 or 12 issues uh of a comic book and it might even branch out into some other publications from dc uh and so obviously you can't do 10 or 12 films right but they didn't have to put in stefan wolf and they didn't have to also throw in you know they just oh man they just tried to cram a bunch of stuff sorry stefan wolf was from A different thing he was on my mind though um but they just tried to cram in a lot of different stories into this one movie which was a bad idea because if you never read a comic book or especially a DC or even a Marvel comic book a lot of the stories the best story arcs like you know a death in the family killing joke there's a lot of intricacy in the story and especially if you are not a comic book reader which are the people that DC and Marvel are trying to pull in, right? Because they want them to be invested and to come and see it. But but there are a lot of intricacies that go into the story that you definitely need background information for. You need to know that this person had a prior relationship with that person and they killed this guy's uncle. And so obviously this person hates them, but they have to work together. It's a whole thing. And so when you don't build those relationships, when you don't um, show everything, you know, and show guys, not tell. Always show, not tell. If you're not showing people that those relationships that anger that hatred that's in the background then your story kind of sucks and no matter how well your movie is produced and a lot of times the the movies are produced really poorly because now instead of it's like oh how can we finagle this to look real with a real person it's like well let's just pay money to do cg and people are getting real tired of that real fast i'll be right back after a brief musical interlude with i'm going down by mary j blige
1: Head. Since you've been away, boy, I ain't got no plans. No, 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 no. And the sound of the rain against my window pane is slowly, it's slowly driving me. Insane. Come on, home. Going down, going down, going
0: down, Mm. being creative really fallen by the wayside, which makes me sad because I'm a creative. I like to write. I do this podcast. um, And oh, I forgot that leads me into um, XP Hunter IRL. So uh, come in the future, guys, uh, the website is going to be up really soon. And we're going to be doing uh, XP Hunter IRL uh, in real life. So I'm going to be there in front of your eyeballs and you can see me and we'll be doing our questing episodes where we go to Uh, Comic Con Boston uh, when we go to Afropunk when we go to uh, other uh, independent video game uh, expos and all that good stuff so you'll be able to see it you'll be able to participate if you want to we have a special section called Fandomodium where you can send in your cosplay pictures where you can send in uh, a dramatic scene of a a play you're writing or you can send in some uh, pictures from your comic that you're drawing and or writing and so that other people can like see, support you and, you know, gain experience because, you know, I come from a family where uh, I won't say they're creatives, but my mom can draw, my cousins can draw, but like they never kind of followed through with it. And so, I mean, I don't have the skills to draw, but I wish I did. And seeing them draw kind of gave me a little bit of encouragement to draw. And I actually started drawing, like, a comic a long time ago. I'm not going to show you guys because I don't like it. I think it's horrible. But I did. And, you know, it's it's pretty good. And so seeing other people do things can sometimes really, really give you the boost that you need. And imagination, right? So someone writes that, you know, <sighs> the sky is blue because, uh, you know someone cried and there's actually an ocean above us and they cried a whole ocean and you know bibbidi-bobbidi-boo and you're like that's so silly but you know if it's a sci-fi fantasy uh novel you're like mm, i never thought of that that's a good explanation of why the sky could be blue or we live in a big dome and the sky is really glass and it's just a reflection of the ocean below and you're like oh that's interesting and inspiration comes from lots of different places and you never know who or what could be your next muse so uh more information coming on uh Hunter IRL uh the information will definitely be in either the next episode or episode after that where you guys can see it um if you guys want to participate uh in helping me get ready because I like to pre-plan guys uh, I haven't done the first show yet. So if you would like to be in the first uh, section of Fandemonium, you can send me your material, your comic, uh, one page of your comic, uh, cosplay photos, drawings, whatever you'd like. You can send it to me at xphunterlee at gmail.com. And so in between time, guys, in the meantime, in between time, do it for the XP.